Welcome to Talking Property, where you get the inside information into what's going on in the Australian and Asian property markets from leading property and investment experts. Talking Property will also get a bit personal. There'll be a few rambling chats and we'll definitely have a laugh for two or three or four or five. And it's hosted by leading journalist and publisher, Nelson Yap. Welcome to Australian Property Journal's Talking Property Podcast. My guest today is Catherine Liu, the Managing Director of Pioneering Property Development Company, Beckel. Thank you, Nelson. Hi, everyone. I'm Catherine, and uh, I'm the Managing Director of Beckel, a Melbourne-based development company very focused on build-to-hold projects. Now, you are the first uh, property developer guest that I've got on uh, Australian Property Journal's Talking Property podcast. So oh, wow. tell our listeners, <laughs> yes, the pressure is on. <laughs> tell our listeners a bit about yourself, Catherine, and also your property development company. Yeah, sure. So, um, so as I said before, I'm the managing director of Beckel, and mm-hmm. Beckel is quite different to the traditional property development company in the way that we very focus on build to hold projects. So a lot of projects that we look at, we look at if we can create products on the site that uh, generate very healthy cash flows and we can hold on to it once the building is completed. Mm-hmm. Um, and my family's always in development. So my grandpa was a builder, uh, my father started as a builder and then transitioned his business into property development. So I was brought up by people who are very passionate about um, this industry. And I grew up on construction sites, fascinated by something being built from scratch. (laughs) That's why I think that now uh, you've kind of already answered the second question. I was going to ask is how did you get started in property? But I think, as you said, it was a natural thing for you. Yeah, it's in the blood. Yes. (laughs) it's in the blood it's a, it's like that once you grow up around property mm. um I, I started doing uh journalism and property in 2003 and i i knew nothing about it but now i'm obsessed with it so it's one of those things it <laughs> draws you in. yeah definitely. yeah but what do you like about i i guess property development uh, um, it's um it's something it's an industry that has so many aspects that people can focus on we uh, when we acquire a site, there are so many opportunities and possibilities of what we can do on the site. So every day I wake up to different set of questions, uh, different decisions need to be made. And because every project mm. is different, so there's never a set answer to anything. So I really enjoy yeah. the challenge and I really enjoy the opportunities of um, thinking and working outside the box. And what makes a good development? If that's uh, that, I guess is my next question. Oh, um, so because <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I think uh, a lot. I, I will. I would like more uh, my peers from the industry to think about this. You know, when they do a property, yeah. what makes a good development? So for Backhole, um, my development company, because we are very focused on beautiful whole projects, we want to build something mm-hmm. that's future proof. Um, it has longevity and provides a lot of amenity for the local community. So I actually love the fact that I have a chance to build something for the community. I think a good um, property development project at the end, it needs to be beneficial for the community. It needs to be something that can bring people together. 
Absolutely. I think often, um, I, and, and, and this is not sort of, I think just my general view is some, some people view developments when they're finished, they move on and forget about it. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's a refreshing view that you've got with development, which is that it has to be future-proof. Yeah, it has to be future-proof. Mm. And because back home, we want to, at back home, we want to hold on to our uh, projects. So to us, mm. uh, the longevity in the building is very important as well. So we always mm. make sure the design is designed right. Uh, and the mm. building material we use are uh, very sturdy. And it will be, um, it will be, assets that were built that local people want to come and use. So mm. it's, um, you know, the, once the building is built, it's going to be there for a very long time. And I, yes. I want to build something that I can be proud of every time I drive past that. <laughs> Definitely. Now, what sort of trends are you seeing in, in the property development space right now? Um, obviously, there's a lot of talk about wellness, um, sustainability, uh, more and more consumers are becoming conscious that, you know, they want to live in something that is uh, environmentally friendly, for for example. Um, but what other trends are you seeing? Um, I think because of the experience of lockdown, I can see that mm. people's expectation of the level of convenience and amenity have changed. Uh, people mm-hmm. want to live in an environment that they can work very well, live well, and have easy access to all the things that are very essential to them. And mm. I can see a lot of demand for co-working and co-living as well. Because yeah. uh, throughout the lockdown, I think we can really feel how important it is to stay connected with our families, our friends, and our team. So I think one of the reasons why uh, the lockdown was so hard on everyone is because the lack of socialization. And so with co-working and co-living, I think that's that will mm. be the setup that's easy for people to stay connected to reach out mm-hmm. and to create their own community. Yeah. And I guess now you're talking about lockdown. It's everyone has been talking about it for the past 18 months or almost two years yeah. now. <laughs> We've all been, it, it has yeah. been, it's just been the talking point, everyone's lives. Um, although, you know, with lockdown easing now, I think everyone's excited to go out again. I think today in Melbourne, the after 6 p.m., um, we'll be able to have the shops open. Yeah, again, so. no, it's very exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, so talk to me about the challenging um, aspects of what is it like so far in the past 18 months to, to, to run a property development company? Because obviously buyers like to feel and touch what they buy, right? Mm, definitely. And um, I think the past 18 months, because people's life experience have changed, um, and then their demands for the property market have changed. Um, so what with Beko team, we really kept our eye on our key strategy and focus on our pipeline. Uh, instead of changing the product offering, what we did is we mitigate, uh, we work very closely with our consultants and mitigate around the new requirements from the council, from the bank. And at the end, uh, the whole team stayed very positive together we never really wavered from our end goals and we keep mm. um, all our projects on track and we managed to um, still have everything in the pipeline um, the way we designed it to be. Mm. So I suppose looking ahead, uh, 
what sort of trends do you see emerging now that uh, COVID is, uh, well, you know, I, just, I shouldn't say over, <laughs> it's still with us. Um, but what sort of trends do you see emerging now that I suppose lockdowns are easing, is that how I should put it? I think there will be uh, a lot of people keen to go back to working, but worry about, um, you know, having a big office in the CBD building. So I think mm. there's going to be a huge demand for co-working. And um, mm. that's how you have the flexibility of having an office area and a professional service environment, but also being able to connect with other people. Um, mm. And also I think people will want to have access to uh, better convenience of life and better amenities close, closer to their home. So if, if lockdown ever happens again, fingers crossed, I hope not. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, and then they will be comfortably um, knowing that they have access to everything they need. Absolutely. I think one of the things uh, a lot of us have found, uh, particularly, uh, you know, in Australia, where we were under lockdown for a while, over two major cities, is that the home, whilst it's good to work from home, we actually didn't have the space to work from home. Um, some of us were working on dining rooms. Um, some of us, are, if we're lucky, have a home office. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. <laughs> we definitely need that <laughs> human <laughs> contact. Yes. Yes, I'm hoping. Um I, I want to touch upon, um, I, it's one of those things in property market that we still don't see a lot of uh, when we turn to the you know property development space or just property companies in general is women CEOs. And I guess that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you on as my guest on Talking Property is you are one of the few women CEOs or managing directors of a property development company. Um, and you you said you grew around grew up uh, with property around you, and that's how you naturally got into yeah. it. Uh, but what advice do you have for young people, and particularly women who want to get into the uh, property industry? Um, I think there are so many different aspects of uh, a property development. So from mm. acquiring a site to the building completion, and even to afterwards the building maintenance, there are so many different. Uh, consultants that need to be involved, such as you know architects and construction teams, town planners, project managers, and even legal and financial uh, financing team. So I, mm. I really encourage uh, everyone to give it a go, move around a bit, and you know there are different areas of property development that you can really be very engaging. And it's really cool to see a building, um, you know, start from a sketch on a paper to finish that's <laughs> yeah. me that's it's very fascinating and yeah. um, for the young ladies out there I have to say I feel very lucky that when I got into the industry when I start managing back home I already mm. met a lot of very capable female leaders in all different mm. areas of development and uh, we have great working relationship together and I think because uh, we are all you know, ladies of the property, uh, when, we, <laughs> when we communicate, when we build a rapport, it's uh, much easier. So to the young woman out there, I'll say, give it a go. The industry has certainly changed. Um, I can feel a lot of support from all the incredible ladies I've met throughout the journey. And mm. I will say it's, they really inspire me to do my job even better. Oh, that's a fantastic answer. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I guess now that leads me to my final question. 
and this is the one that's uh, not property related at all. Um, but it's I, this. Um, I will ask you finally if you had a dinner party, and you were allowed two guests, and they could be living or uh, alive or dead. Who would it be, and why? Oh, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> this is a. Uh... This is tougher than the property yeah, development question. <laughs> oh, does my answer have to be property related? <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be. Oh, that's I, I guess you can draw you can draw on people who inspire you, uh, or uh, they can be famous or not famous. I, this is a, this has put you on the spot. This is uh, definitely oh, tougher than property. Uh, it's an interesting question. It's good. Um, yeah. So I actually I would love to have a sit down with Angela Merkel. Um, ah. She she inspired me a lot throughout her last four terms as the chancellor for Germany, and um, I study economic at university. And just uh, during two thousand eight global financial crisis, the way she steered Germany and essentially the European Union out of the financial crisis is very inspiring. Um, the way she planned her policy wasn't popular at all um, mm. to say, but she didn't waver and she was very consistent with her decision. She focused on her policy and, you know, she steered Germany safely out of that crisis. And so same, she did. She definitely did. And it's a, it's a very similar way she managed and, uh, managed and steered Germany out of the refugee crisis. Her leadership is very consistent. She doesn't, she didn't make her decision based on whether the, um, decisions popular or not. I think to me, um, that's very inspiring. And I would love to have a sit down with her and really just learn more about, you know, her, her journey through, um, leading Germany and her leadership style. Absolutely. I think she is a quite a fascinating person. I, um, watched a small documentary, a, a, a documentary on, uh, Angela and, um, she is fascinating the way she uh sort of it wasn't a popular decision yeah. the refugee situation and all these things and also the financial crisis and everything like that and plus she stands up to all the male bullies exactly. in the other world leaders <laughs> which we won't mention anyway <laughs> uh, but who would your second guest be oh uh, um my second guest uh i would like to sit down with the author uh jonas jonasson so he wrote uh-huh. one of my favorite books, uh, The Hundred Year Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window. And yes. I love his sense of humor and his take on historical events. And mm-hmm. reading his books is always a good reminder that we don't have to take life too seriously. You know, enjoy yes. and have fun and just stay true to yourself and then have a great time. Yeah. I know that's a great line to finish off. <laughs> and that also it will be quite a fascinating dinner uh, party you've got there. You've got a politician and a writer. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you make that you'll right. be on the invite list. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, even if you want me to just provide the catering, I'm very good at cooking. What the guys? Yes, uh, although I, I, I shouldn't, you know drum up my cooking skills that much but you know I, I am very good but ne- not master chef level oh, home, cook- yeah. home cooking is the best yes home cooking is the best 
All right. Well, thank you very much for joining uh, Australian Property Journals Talking Property, Catherine. It was a pleasure having you as my guest. Thank you so much for having me, Nelson. This is such a pleasure and such an honor as well.